Give me head, babe. Welcome to another edition of The Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, The Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Benny's with us again, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, bit of a scuff session tonight i'm on the old headset microphone so i apologize if the, if the audio is a bit average but um other than that yeah we're, we're pretty good after a after a nice weekend of Supercoach. mate every time you talk the audio is average lukey you're with us as well <laughs> how are you mate Shut the fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah. yes <laughs> yes i am here i'm um yeah I'm, I'm riding the back of a win which i'll uh, i'll discuss with uh plenty of vigor when we get to it Yes, yes, nice one. And uh, look, wasn't it a, a weekend for the big scores, both uh, in Supercoach and uh, definitely, um, obviously, on the field too. So weekend for the wingers as well. Some some great results for for the men on the chalk this week. Um, starting off on uh, Thursday night with with Matty Cavalu, who Betty, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll talk to with a fair bit of gusto when we get into our matchup, mate. But. Unbe- unbelievable, unbelievable that uh, he's he's just jumped in there last minute and bagged himself a fiver. Um, and then obviously Charlie Staines after that, and even Dane Gagai had a had a night out there too. So definitely a weekend for the wingers. Oh, 100%, mate. Like, yeah, that Charlie Staines to bag, to bag four on your debut and, and that try assist to Dylan Edwards, like it was a fucking cracker game for him. Has he retired? I think he's done. Charlie Stane, he's done, isn't he? He's, he's done. Why would, why would you continue? He he was actually the um the flag uh, player of the year last year at fullback, so <clears throat> he's been groomed to be our next fullback. So in a couple of years' time, I think when Dylan Edwards's uh contracts up, I think that uh, he'll be prime um, as our fullback, and he, he definitely looks like he's got all the uh all the skills. Well, I saw a a, a bit of a montage of him playing in in the cup. Um, and Fleg and all that kind of stuff. And he looked electric, but he didn't have a passing game. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. They'll have to build that in. And then he just ripped out that absolute corker to Edwards on the fly for his try. And I thought, nah, no, nah, he's got that in his bag as well. <laughs> so, at, at top speed and at his top speed too. Like, yeah, yes, absolutely. Hell, yeah, very good week. Um, unfortunately, um, not great for you and I, Benny. Uh, our teams went down uh, in the NRL, so the Knights and the Sharks went down. Lukey, the Panthers, obviously uh, gave the Sharks a bit of a spanking there did on a Sunday. Number on us. Yeah, I called it though. I did say last week that we needed to prove ourselves against a good team. The teams that we'd been beating were fucking average, and I could see it coming. Um, I knew we were going to get pantsed by them. I didn't think we'd let in fifty-six points, which is the most we've let in since two thousand and nine. So. Yeah, there's nowhere to go but up from there, I guess. It was a wake. It was a. It was an eye opener, actually. Like I know you'd beaten some pretty ordinary opposition in that um, streak of yours, but blokes just didn't want to play. The blokes just looked like they didn't want to be there. 
um, which really surprised me, um, especially some of the forwards. Wade Graham, I think, he's got to have a look at himself, Wade Graham. Oh, he's not really leading by example, and I don't know what's going on there, but I think he needs to, to take a look in the mirror and hopefully the other boys will follow because they're following his example at the moment and they're all pretty poor. Yeah, and obviously the Knights, um, we, we were just awesome in defence, terrible in attack. Just just couldn't just couldn't get it done. We, we, we've got a lot to address there. But uh, onward and upwards. Lads, let's get into a bit of the headbit action over the weekend um, and we'll kick it off. Benny, mate, it's your floor. Um, I could jump in here, but I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to give you the floor, mate. You don't want to tell, tell me the, the fallout from Friday night. Old, old, oh, dust, old oh. Dusty just leaving all of the chats that involved me. <laughs> just, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm just, fucking yeah, out. Look, mate, mate, this is not about me. This is about you. So, uh, yeah, obviously, so obviously we played each other, mate. And um, yeah, it was unfortunate for you pretty much. You'd, you'd lost the game on, on Thursday night. There was nothing you could do about it. Uh, I, I VC'd Teddy as we all sort of spoke about last week that I was going to do. And uh, it obviously came up trumps for me. You got 178, pulled the loophole uh, with Will Hopawati, who's still sitting on my bench. But then I had Mitch Orbison in there, who I'd picked up on the waiver earlier in the week. And I was watching the pregame and saw that Morris had pulled out in the warm up and picked up Matty Cavalu, dropped Orbison. And that proved to be a bit of a masterstroke as well, with him knocking me out 172. So that was pretty much game like, over. What's from the there. most? What's the most you could have? Expected like realistically, and I know you're not a, a knob about it. Like two tries, you, you would have yeah, thinking he I might thought, bag, bag I thought a double here. He might bag a double. Like Brett Morris's wings, one of their go-to sides, and I was like, oh, I, I'm going to take him. I just thought, oh, you know, he's probably he's probably going to get one or two tries. He might get me a sixty or a seventy. I was hoping for, but like I would have been happy with a fifty man, um, and then bags five. I was like, well. I'll take that. And between those two players, uh, I ended up with 526, 28 points total. So I was pretty happy with that. So how do you feel about the other 11 players in your team making up pretty much that as well? <laughs> not great. Look, I'm not, I'm not unhappy with where a lot of the players, like Drinkwater was my AE and he got 37, which I'll cop. Ryan Hall just got no pill because they just kept going down that side. So he only got 23, which is a letdown. I mean, Butcher, 65. Allaire got me a 78. Brooks got me a 60. Braley got me a 63. I'm not unhappy there. Woods would have got me around about a 60 if he didn't get binned. Um, Momorowski with his 13 was obviously disappointing. Luke Thompson got 60 minutes to start with, um, and I was pretty happy with his 45 out of that. I'm, I'm, I reckon he can sort of go to a, uh, to a 50, 50 base. I believe, yep. and I think he's got a bit of upside too. He looked like he was a bit of a goer. I uh, watched the game, and, and he looked pretty good, although it was against the Broncos. Um, Kieran Four and I picked up two because I wasn't confident in drink water and threw him in at 5'8", and he knocked me out 69 um, at 5'8". So for a total of 10.65, which is my second 1,000 this season and ever, uh, I'm pretty happy with that. And and for you to lose with an 8.94, <laughs> I mean, that's got to hurt, hey? Oh, look, it, it, it obviously I was completely pissed second week in a row, uh, lost on a Thursday or a Friday night to a VC loophole. Uh, but it, it then kind of shifted and I chucked a bit of a tanty. I just didn't want to know about Supercoach this weekend, to, to be fair, just gone. But then it be, obviously became about, uh, you know, 
lessening the damage uh, more than anything and hoping my blokes, um, you know, could get a, get a score where it didn't do too much damage to my four and against. And look, probably one of the better outcomes in losing to someone who scores a 1,000 is that you can put up somewhere around a 900 and, and not have it hurt you too much. But it kind of has because it's two, two weeks in a row I've been obliterated by a VC loophole of a bloke who gets over 300 and I've lost by about 120 the week before and, and 170 this week. So it's really hurt my, my four and against. And uh, just another reason why I think four and against in head-to-head competitions is bullshit because, um, yeah, I, I literally couldn't do anything about it. Good pick up from you, mate, on, on Ikevalu. You've got to take those risks sometimes and, and, and they've got to pay off. Um, and, you know, swings and roundabouts, I had a pretty close win against Nate Dog or Nate's Dogs a couple of weeks ago. Um, got away with that one. And obviously this one hopefully is the uh, the other side of that coin where I've put up a 900 basically and, and lost. So anyway, it is what it is. Um, we move on. And again, Lukey, you and I play this week. But uh, Lukey, take us through your, your matchup over the weekend. <clears throat> yes, I'm back uh, at the winner's table this uh, weekend. I, I beat uh, Holmes Boys, who's coming second in our comp, and um, so it was a good win for me. Um, but uh, in standard um, standard super coach form, he uh, he announced it early that uh, uh, that he was up against it this week and that I'd probably get him. And, and that's a classic strategy to um, basically discredit the effort from your opposition and discredit the win. Basically, oh, you're going to beat me anyway. So just to make him feel shit about him. But um, I did all right. I, I, I bunged out an 869. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought I'd fucked up my loophole because um, I, I didn't put it on Takiyaho and he, he 90'd up. And then I was like, oh, all right, well, I could go Roger. But then I thought, nah. I don't have a lot of options after Roger, so I'll just go Tohu and just be safe with it. Turns out Roger bungs up a 90 as well or an 89, and I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm, I'm basically gifting this bloke a, a win, but um, I, I just stayed conservative and I, I went with Carrigan um, the next um, next night um, just as captain. Uh, he bunged me out an 80 as captain, so I didn't want to take the risk with Cleary just in case the Sharks did bring it and he knocked me out a 50. I thought Carrigan's a good chance of getting like a, a 70, which I had to cop as the um, captain. So I did all right in in that aspect, and um, I had Nakora on my bench bung out a 58, so I just auto-emergencyed him. I just flicked um, Pereira and picked up Edric Lee and just copped the 58 on my bench to uh, finish off the Sunday, which kind of helped me in the end. So, yeah, an 869 was good. So, a 100-point win for me, which just sort of uh, <laughs> brings me brings me down to negative 466 for my four and against. But, you know, hey, it's a win. So, at the end of the day, that's what I've got to focus on, wins and not so much how much buy. And the moral of the story out of the weekend is what, boys? Load up on whoever's playing the Cowboys on their edges because they just looked absolutely dreadful. Um, Didn't they? Obviously, obviously, Parramatta did it the week before. They just took apart their edges. Uh, the Roosters did it, um, obviously, on Thursday night. And dare say, uh, the way that the Panthers are going this weekend, I think they're, they're probably in store for more. And we'll get to it soon. But Paul Green's ensured that, they, uh, that they're they probably going to struggle again by making some unbelievable coaching decisions. But we'll get to that when we get into our teams. But uh, before we do that, lads, just a couple more results in, in the head bin. Uh, so, Benny, you and I played off. Uh, we've, we've talked to that. Lukey, you beat Holmes Boys, 869, 760. No regrets, Azza. He's uh, 
He's finally got a win after a few weeks of, of losses. He's beaten Bob's Butler 750 to 675. Got a fire. Uh, our rookie uh, went down and he went down to the Mongrels who hit a, a 936 um, and he got an eight, uh, 787. And unfortunately, uh, the madman still don't trade, still don't win. So he's lost his ninth game on the bounce to start the season. He went down to Nate's Dogs 902 to 774. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, all good. So our ladder, the Mongols are on top still. Holmes boys in uh, second place. Nate Dogs in third. He's he's coming into some red hot form. Benny, you're in uh, you're in fourth. Uh, basically, just on four and against at the moment. Uh, Gutter Fires at fifth. Lukey, you're up to sixth. I'm at seventh. No regrets at eighth. Bob's Battlers at nine, and the Madman anchoring our comp on zero and nine at ten. It's a headpin wrap for the weekend, boys. Let's jump into our game reviews. So, Benny, um, you can kick us off, mate. Grab the lube again and go nuts. Uh, you got the Cowboys and the Roosters straight yeah. up on Thursday night. Thursday night, obviously, for me, good game. Mind me, super coach. I didn't have to look at it for the rest of the weekend, which was good. Although I thought you were chasing me there. I thought at the, <laughs> at the end of the weekend, I was looking at it, and you talk yourself into these situations where you're like, ah. Uh, if he gets four tons here, he's going to beat me. <laughs> out of, what, well, like, players really... and shit? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? This game is, yeah. Well, it kind of ended up, the scoreline ended up as we expected, um, but the game didn't really go as expected. At halftime, it was pretty close, and the Cowboys looked like they were in it, but the Roosters came out and put, I believe, 32 points on in 27 minutes, um, which is just fucking unbelievable, and it was all just Ikevalu. Um, there was a few tries there that he really didn't deserve to score, but the Cowboys' edge defense was just fucking woeful. What about the one that Kiri scored where Teddy just walked up the middle? It, yeah. Like, I looked at that and I just went, are they playing touch footy out there? Like, that's they, that's what it looked like. It was disgusting from a first-grade yeah. football side. Teddy, Teddy had a field day too. Um, I'm not going to linger on it too much. We all saw it. and It's pretty ugly for the Cowboys fans. Um, 16's, 16's doing them justice for the way they played in that second half. Um, notable scorers. Look, Reese Robson was good, based out of, uh, got 116. I believe he got two tries, which is pretty good, especially against the Roosters. Um, he's if yeah, he's a target. If you need a hooker, I'll be going at the Robson owner and see if you can get him um, because he's he's starting to churn out some big numbers. Um, obviously, Cavallo 172 with five tries. Um, TKO knocked out a 92. Lukey, as you said before, and, and and Dusty has got a 73 for you and you played him on the bench. So, uh, But stud for this game has to go to Teddy. Had no tries, zero tries, <laughs> four try assists, two try contributions, seven tackle busts, eight offloads, two line breaks, four line break assists, 13 hit-ups over eight metres, six hit-ups under eight metres, no errors or penalties in his game for 178 points. So Teddy just doing Teddy things, man. Averaging 110 now, which... Fucking has to be one of the highest over this sort of a sample size that we've seen in the Supercoach. So one thing I just want to say to you, mate, that if I ever hear you whinge about getting number one pick again, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was all that was ringing in my head the whole weekend is that the week before draft, how you were like, oh, I don't want number one, I don't want to... This is not what number one gets you, mate. And I think you're looking at Teddy's uh, Teddy's draw over the next couple of weeks. I think you've got a yeah, few more weeks look, to look forward to. I've just got to hope he doesn't get injured. Like, I lost to Nate's dogs on the back of Teddy not being there, really. The dud for this game, I'm, I'm going the hammer. Uh, 12 points in 80 minutes. 
a footy. Um, just proving he's a, he's a good version of Alex Johnson with, with zero base. Yeah, the Cowboys are in for a bit of strife, I think, and they've just their spine was so young that they just some of their forwards, I know, like your your Tamalolos and your Hesses and, and these kind of blokes will, will be kind of trying pretty hard all night, but they need that direction and that leadership in their halves to try and um, you know move those guys around a bit. Like as I put on Twitter during the on the weekend, they were just using Tamalolo as a battering ram, and now that's all good if you got a good enough half to play off the back of it. Uh, that they they just didn't, so they're they're in a lot of trouble, I think. Lukey, do you want to take us through the Warriors and the Titans? Yeah, so this one uh, lived up to the um, the lack of hype. <laughs> I guess it was a pretty poor game, really. Uh, uh, both teams were really bad with completions and and just showed why they're at the bo- the end of the uh, ladder that they're at. And uh, really, the New Zealand Warriors have let one slip here. Um, on the back of losing some players to uh, compassionate grounds, they're basically, yeah, looks like they might have. I don't know, but I reckon they might have won their last game for the year um, a, a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, so the Titans ended up coming home with a wet sail. Um, no surprises that they actually started playing some football that resembled a first-grade side once Ash Taylor went off with the HIA. Um, and they uh, scored a couple of tries off kicks um, and led and, and won the game 16-12. So uh, not really much to watch. Um but uh, the stud for the game was RTS. He finally uh, came into the RTS form and, and, and he did score a try. Uh, but he, the, his work in yardage, he, he had something like 40, 40 points in, um, in hit-ups uh, and tackle busts and, and, and things like that. So he, he had a great game. Uh, the, uh, the dud of the game goes to Fusatua. Um, he scored 19 and, uh, and maybe his head's already at home um, because he just really hasn't had that much of an impact since coming back into the side um, for such a big frame. He just doesn't go looking for work like Momalo does. You know, he Momalo, you can guarantee he's having a hit up every set in yardage and transition. Um, so, yeah, a, a really disappointing effort there from Fusatua. So, yep, fair call. They're cool. Um, Tigers and the Bunnies. This was a funny old game, to be fair. Like the the Rabbitohs seemed to to dominate this a lot more than the score suggested. Um, but it was a it was a decent game to watch. Adam Reynolds had a fairly good game. Um, he was fairly dominant. But as we've talked to, like for as dominant as he was in that game, he knocked out a seventy three, and that cons is his ceiling. And he has to work fairly hard for that seventy three. So two try assists, a line break two line break assists, um, you know, a couple of goals, some hit-ups and some tackles. So he has to work pretty hard to get those 70s. So um, he does it consistently, but, um, yeah, he had one of those outings. Uh, Obviously, Dane Gagai um, obviously had a bit of a field day too, 142. I saw a really good tweet the other day saying, does anyone wonder why Dane Gagai's hit this rich vein of form? Well, if it was a normal season, it'd be origin time. So he's just picked up this four. I told you, man. Somebody turned on his fucking rep switch. (laughs) Oh, it's May. We've got to turn his rep switch on and it just hasn't been turned off yet. Give it time. Another couple of weeks. I'll I'll switch it off again. (laughs) Well, he's in the centres this week, so it'll probably be switched off now. Oh, absolutely. He's He's horrible whenever he goes to the centres. So, yeah. So uh, he had a fantastic 
Fantastic game. My stud of the game is actually going to go to Cookie, not to to uh, Gagai, because Gagai was obviously good, but he just finished some tries. I think Cook got back to playing Damien Cook style of football. Um, had a line break, two line break assists, 43 tackles, um, eight hit-ups and five hit-ups over eight, eight metres. Um, had some offloads and stuff as well. And so, you know, the forwards were going forward when he was he's running a lot more. So uh, I think that's a good sign for Cookie. Uh, obviously, the... Um, I'm going to have to give Grub the uh, the dud for the week. Um, he just played one of those stupid brain snap games and and didn't have an input at all. Uh, he did go to nine at one point, I believe, uh, when when Marshall came on and didn't really seem to to give them any kind of spark or anything. I think he's got a pretty poor passing game, so to take Harry Grant out of out of action um, probably made him take a step backwards. So. Lads, that's the, uh, the Tigers and the Rabbits. Uh, Benny, take us through the Sharks and the Panthers. Uh, yeah, as we spoke about before, this was the wake-up call that we needed, I think, that we're not playing well. We're just playing against fucking shit teams. So, look, man, it was tough to watch. Um, and I, I said to Lukey when it started, I was like, this is going to get ugly because I could see it. The first two tries were just like bang, bang, done. Um, so I, I kind of, yeah, saw it coming. To be honest, uh, Lukey didn't. He wasn't as confident, but yeah, 56 to 24 is pretty fucking bad. The 24, again, very similar to the Cowboys 16 that they scored. It was just fucking rubbish time. Shit. It just showed how far off the pace we are. And it was pretty abysmal. The, the penalties, fucking head highs, was just so frustrating to watch. And the six agains, we were just letting you guys, like the Panthers, just roll upfield without any sort of worry they were just getting uh, giving away high shots on the fourth tackle six against on the fourth tackle it's just like fuck's sake um this is a first grade side and they'll they yeah they were playing like a reggie side to be honest um as for super coach a notable score is just the panthers just lit it up loud Crichton on 115 edwards 126 naden with a 97 now you blokes when i said pit naden's probably a pickup neither of you liked him on the wing as soon as he get moves into the centers he's he's definitely a pickup so 97 from him. Uh, Cleary, 79. Martin, a 76. Uh, Coruscant, a 73. So, pretty good scores for the for the Panthers team. Um, highlighting how bad Cronulla were, it can be summed up with their uh, the highest score of being Blake Braley on a 63 with a try. So, yeah, pretty pretty dismal across the Cronulla boards, supercoach-wise. Um, now, the start for the game for me... Uh, 158 points has to go to Staines on Davu. Um, I would have given it to Edwards if it wasn't for that line break and the bullet pass that Staines threw back inside. I just that sort of did it for me. He showed lightning like jet boots to get through that, get down that line, and then the penalty threw back inside was was crisp as. So he gets my stud for the game. Um, my dad goes to Chatty Townsend. He got a 14 from a halfback. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more to say about that. Nah, that was that was that was stinky. I had him on the bench this week. Thank God I didn't play him. But uh, yeah, yep, all good. Lukey, Broncos, dogs. Yeah, uh, look, the Broncos are uh, back in the winners' circle, I guess. Um, oh, geez, that, that, they played a team that was pretty ordinary in in the Bulldogs. So uh, I mean, if they didn't win this game, it probably was time to maybe just hand in their registration to our Volandis and just yeah thanks thanks for the time because it, it it was um 
Yeah, it, it, it's a typical Broncos performance of the last couple of years, you know, because they go through these troughs they have um, of late, I guess, and, uh, you know, they, they, they come out the back of it on the end of some, a win against a pretty ordinary team, and, and that's what they've done here. But, um, look, uh, the thing is, the scoreline 26-8 looks convincing, but to me, they didn't look convincing doing it. If if that makes any sense, they just they just look like a team who was struggling to to find their identity and to find what sort of footy they wanted to play against a, a, another team who is just well out of their depth and, and and out of their league. And so, I guess it was just the lesser of two shit teams came out on top. Um, would oh, that be would that be accurate? Did you blokes watch oh, that? Is that what you 100%, felt? Hundred percent, and I was just about to say, my wife is a one-eyed Bronco supporter. Like, there's basically one team on the field when they play, and she was disgusted in a win. She just and for her to be able to see that, identify it that they're still just so far from the mark, um, says a lot. So I think that uh, you're on the money there, man. Well, uh, sorry, Benny, you were going to say something? Yeah, I put up during the week um, I, I, I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter but I was hoping that we could get some traction on it because I was like I threw it out there I was like they beat the Bulldogs and I just saw the fans coming out being like fucking yeah Bronx Nation fuck yeah we can win it's like really yeah, stay humble. Like, years of just, you know, I can't remember the last time the Broncos lost six games in a row and then you come out and beat the worst team in the league, you know, just, you know, calm your farm. You know, it's not that that much to celebrate. But, uh, look, start of the game, TPJ. And, um, look, for the listeners out there, if I ever predict anything on here and it comes to fruition, you can bet that I'm going to remind you of it. And last week I told you just to pick up TPJ now that he's gone to the middle and look what he does for you. So if you were lucky enough or you, you took my advice and you picked him up, you just got yourself a ton. And I think he's going to do it again this week against the West Tigers pack that is not um, is not going to dominate anyone. Um, I, I think that they really struggle to... Um, Make make their mark or enforce themselves. So I think TPJ is probably in for a little bit more of that action this uh, this week. So he's turned turned up with 114, and he had um, a try, um, a line break assist, a try assist, um, multiple offloads. I think he had about 10 offloads, ineffective and effective, four tackle busts. So he he had a really good game, TPJ, and I think that they they need to keep him there for the rest of of the season. I think. Um, and uh, back back to the old ways, our dud of the round, our dud of the game is going to be Milford. Um, just, you know, he's getting try assists off bombs. Like, that's where he's at at the moment. His try assists are bombs. So, yeah, he, he, he needs to either go to fullback, and I hear that Tessie New might be injured this week, so that might be an opportunity to slip him in there and maybe Dearden into the halves. But, yeah, he, he's just having no impact on football games at all. 31. Um, Raiders and Storm. Uh, so this was a pretty good game for the most part, and it came right down to the wire. Uh, ebbed and flowed a little bit, and unfortunately, uh, a couple of potential one is a season-ending injury. Um, Bailey Simonson looks like he might be out for a while too, unfortunately. So the Raiders did it. Um, you know, up, they were up against it for for most of the game. The Storm had some fantastic uh, performances, uh, especially from from Pappenhausen. And I guess I don't think he's a first round draft pick, but 
but our rookie took him at number eight or seven, I think, this year. And and I guess these are the kind of performances that, um, I guess, justify that a little bit. Uh, he was outstanding. And just that try, that, that that's basically turned defence into attack um, in a matter of seconds. And that was just fantastic. So some other good performances. Uh, Finucane was really good. Lukey, did you play him this week? Certainly did. Yep. Yeah. So he was he was pretty good. He knocked out um, a seventy four. Tino was good as well. I thought uh, on on the edge there. Um, they're not playing him there this week, but Felice is still a little bit down. But I thought he he was quite good uh, for the Raiders. Uh, Papali was pretty good. He uh, he almost turned up for me. Dynamis Louis was really good. I thought he stepped up uh, definitely in the absence of some of those Canberra forwards. Uh, Jack Whiten had a half decent game too. He he looked. Um, he looked like he'd come back to into a bit of form. And Nick Kotrick's having a pretty good season as well. Chan started off the game a bit shaky, but he got that try, which was a, a, a which was all effort pretty much. And so he's knocked out a, a 67. Uh, obviously, um, Pappy has to get uh, the stud of the game uh, for sure. But uh, I'm going to give the uh, obviously the, the dud of the game to Momorowski. He just didn't seem, he couldn't get himself into the game once he moved to the wing. Uh, and I thought that might be where he uh, he thrives a bit, force him to come and do some work and things like that, but he just didn't. So he's knocked out a 13, a pretty ordinary 13. So that's the uh, the Raiders and the Storm. Benny, Knights and Eels, mate. Yeah, this was a pretty low-scoring game in uh, in retrospect to what's been going on this season. Most of the games have been a fair, fair bit higher scoring. This one, 4-10. Uh, Knights went down, unfortunately. So... Look, it was a good game. Um, I didn't expect Newcastle to put up any sort of fight. I thought the Eels were just going to walk over him. So six points, I probably wouldn't be hating if I was you, mate, to be honest. Um, there was a few tries went begging both ways. The Tex Hoy one at the end for Newey probably stung, but then Sevo dropped one over the line for Para uh, right at the end as well. So it was a good forward battle to watch. The, the Clem, Clem up against um, Junior Paulo. Was, was pretty cool as uh, some some big bodies and some big contact too so that was good to watch the, it's good to see the eels and how well they're going even without Moses there um, I know Lukey's got wraps on Kurtman as probably one of the most improved players in the NRL this season but Dylan Brown's got to be up there with him um, I, I rate how Dylan Brown, Brown's playing this year and, and he stepped he stepped up with, with Moses being out um, Gutho's for me, the highlight of the game has to be Gutho's quick tap to get the Eels' second try. Uh, the Knights players just switched off. Mitchell Pierce is too busy yelling at the referee that it wasn't a high shot instead of playing the whistle. Gutho takes a quick tap and that's it. Was that the one where Takarangi was in front of him when he tapped it? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, he was, I, I didn't watch it that close. There was a screenshot on Twitter, and literally Ferguson might have been 10 centimeters in front of him. It yeah, was the okay. biggest clutching that yeah. I've ever seen, realistically. Just, yeah. just full reaching. Yeah, that's that's Knights fans for you, hey? Just a big reach. Um, look, man, like I said, both teams were unlucky to miss out on some tries, but yeah, Eels got up here, and, and, and I, I thought it was a pretty good game. I know you weren't happy with how Newcastle played there, Dusty, but I thought it was a pretty good game to watch, to be honest. Um, as for Supercoach, notable scorers, Macca got over again, uh, knocked himself out of 94, which is pretty handy. Uh, if anyone's picked him up off the waiver, he's doing a job there, um, so be happy with that. Kurt Mann, just still racking up big scores, got a 70. Um, SES, he got a, a 68, which um, 
I don't know. Did he get big minutes in that game? I didn't notice. He just uh, no, fifty nine, so sixty yeah. minutes. But we, see, see, we lost, uh, we lost Desaf. Yeah, uh, that's right. You pretty, did too. Pretty yeah. early, so so yeah, it was a couple of blokes. He took some minutes there. Yeah, yeah. Jake, Jacob, and uh, and Herman got minutes. Yep. So Maddo got a ninety four with a try as well. Uh, Nathan Brown got an eighty two. Now RCG uh, played sixty three minutes for the Eels, and he got a 77, 36 tackles and 40 points in hit-ups over 8 metres. So he's based out that 77 in 63 minutes, basically, uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, my what, start- about, uh, what about Nathan Brown? 82. I think he's done it. Yeah, it, and that was all in base as well, all yeah. Base, all but base. You, I, you, you expect that from Nathan Brown. You know what he's like. You don't expect it from Reed Campbell-Gillard, especially over the last two seasons. It's true. It's true. Uh, I think Paulo only played like 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, he, he, he played limited minutes. Back. That's why. Yeah, he twinked his back and didn't come back on. So that's I think why that's RCG why. got such big minutes there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, the stud for the game, though, I have to give it to Reed Marnie. Uh, 106 points, 62 tackles, <laughs> three hit-ups, um, two tackle busts, Try assist, a line break assist, a try and a line break. So he was sort of everywhere. And I believe somebody dropped him. One of the boys dropped him um, on the waiver and I, I, I couldn't see him there. So someone's picked him up and I, I reckon he's going to keep this up. I reckon you're looking at uh, a few more points out of Reed rather than he's 50 every week, to be honest. The no, I actually him thought... Him back up. Yeah, yeah, and I think, uh, Lukey, you turned down a trade for him during the week, didn't you? Oh yeah, but it was yeah. I did, I did. He's a, he's a, I, I he is him. a fifty player. He's 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 been yeah. a fifty player. Um, but I think I think he's going to start climbing. I think he's going to be sort of sixties from now on. I reckon he's going to get a few more attacking stats in there. That ball he threw to fucking Madison was money. It was a real good pill. So, yep. um, my my dad for the game, uh, Robin Best, you know, twenty five. Um, now. Owners would have been pretty high on him after his first two games. Both went over tons, and he had a pretty good third game, I believe. But since Lachlan Fitzgibbon's come back, it seems to have dried up some points for him. So I guess uh, it's a bit of a, but, bit of a downside to it. But here's, here's the thing, and I won't harp on this too much, but this is what's the problem with our attack and why I think that six points is more like probably 18, really. Because I'll, I'll give credit to Jai Field because he pulled off a couple of ripping tackles on Fitzgibbon. But the play was set up perfectly. We we got to his outside shoulder, but no one was pushing through. There was no Ponga coming through. There was no Bradman Best pushing through the line looking for – and he had his arms free. It was one-on-one yeah, against yep. the half. And that's what the problem with our attack is. It's either fatigue or blokes just aren't in sync with each other. That should have been at least two tries. He got through. There was no one at home. Uh, field, to his credits, pulled him down, but that's the problem with our attack. It's just a bit clunky at the moment, and we're missing those opportunities um, that we should be taking. That is that is strange that, that nobody was pushing off Fitz either when he's running at a bloke the size of Joe Field. Like, Field's only a little fella, man, and yep. he was never wrapping Fitzgibbon up ball and all on the line nope. like that. So why you don't, why the boys weren't pushing off him Expecting that offload is, is, yeah, that's a bit odd, but hopefully they can address yeah. it and get on top of it. All good. Lukey, finish us off with the uh, Dragons and the Eagles, mate. Yep. Uh, well, the Dragons, um, 
produced a, an old-fashioned ambush here on the Seagulls, I reckon. Um, <clears throat> I don't think too many people are expecting the scoreline the way it was, um, and the Dragons have been threatening that sort of performance for a while now. Uh, they looked all right, actually. Um, there was some um, decent football from them. Uh, I, I still don't see them in the eight this year, but, um, you know, they looked all right, and, you know, they beat... A hapless uh, Seagulls team that's really struggling without Tommy Turbo and 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 Fenua Blake there. Um, I, I think that performance was more about Fenua Blake than it was Turbo. Um, I think they really struggled to dominate the middle third of the field, um, and and the Dragons took advantage with some pretty good performances. Our start of the game, Lomax on ninety nine. Um, he seems to be pumping out some good scores against teams that he shouldn't really be performing against based upon his uh, history, but he's doing okay and he's goal kicking really, really well this year. So, um, yeah, he, he's a um, he's a keeper, I think, I, 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 with the centre winger pool that's um, uh, that, that's going on um, at the moment. I think he's someone that you've got to really look at keeping or, or at least trying to, trying to uh, upgrade him. Um, Three round average of eighty two, five round average of seventy six. Yeah, I said this to you boys earlier. He's gone from what we considered a few weeks ago to be from a fringe first grader to one of the better players in the dragon side, but it has coincided with some consistent form coming from Dufty. I think yep. he's unlocked him. Um, he just creates a bit of space for him and, and gives him a bit of room to move there. He's obviously still a talented player, but it you know, I think maybe center is his spot. Yep, so he's definitely um, improved his football ability this this season. He's also put on a bit of size and and maturity, and I think um, yeah. So it, and I think a lot of it's come to do with you know the fact that he has you know bulked up a bit, and I think a lot of those factors you can put down to Flano um, being at the club, especially the fact that he's put on a bit of size. Um, Fucking crickets from Cronulla supporters, mate. Have you like that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know Flano and his supplements program, um, but yeah. I think uh, he he's done really well this year, and I think he's someone that you got to look at keeping. I think yeah, if he's if he's got a favourable draw, uh, the dud of the game is um, Jordan Pereira, um, twenty three points and another suspension. So yeah, I, I think his um, his yardage work has really got to improve um, if he wants to stay in that side. Um, and he's you know giving away um, you know his first game back from a two game suspension. And he's going to be on the sideline again. It's just real piss poor, I think. Yep. Yep. Fair call. Fair call. So, lads, that wraps up our game reviews for the week. Uh, let's jump into the team list. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you and you. So we're into round 10, lads, uh, halfway through the comp. And so we'll kick off this week's team list. And there's a fair few changes, um, fair few injuries again this week, which has forced some changes. So, Benny, do you want to kick us off? Uh, the Roosters play the Raiders on Thursday night, mate. Yeah, 7.50pm uh, at, at the SCG, which is good to see back there. So um, now the Raiders are going to be struggling, man. Like Hodgson's twinged his knee. He's going to be out for a little while. Um, Twinchy fucking. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Simonson. Simonson's gone for the season too. Uh, he's got to have surgery on his shoulder, so he's yep. done. Um, now there's there's other blokes on the sideline as we know with large stints there. Soliola's out with his facial fracture. Horsburgh, Emery Gula, Bateman. They're just they're cooked in the forwards. They're so cooked. 
Um, the poor bastards, man. You've got to feel sorry for them. They've lost basically their whole starting forward pack. Um, so it's going to be a big task against the Roosters, who are also under strength, really. Um, but they just they just like to show off their depth and be like, we're still the best in the comp, even with all these players out. So um, there's not much to say. The Roosters are probably going to win this pretty comfortably. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which side of the field they, they favour. Um, whether Ikevalu, Ikevalu gets another four-bagger, I'm going to keep him this week and <laughs> just hope. Um, you, know, you know he plays left, right? Yeah, I know. You know he plays left. There's no way Brett Morris, after his form's given up oh, the left. No, 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 no. I know, I know he goes there. So, yeah. Um, as for changes, as I said, Morris comes back. Brett Morris comes back in. Um, and, and But Ikevalu holds his spot, and that pushes Ryan Hall back to the reserves. So I picked up Hall last week on the waivers. Somehow I got Hall at nine. Don't know how, but I got Hall at nine and then picked up a Kavalu, as we said, in the free agencies on the night of the game. Now I've got the choice of who to keep, whoever got it. So I, obviously I just get to keep a Kavalu now and drop drop Hall. Um, but but a Kavalu will be a pickup for anyone that anyone that needs a centre winger, especially against an understrength Raiders side. Um, Cordner also returns to the pack and he pushes Orvo back to the bench and uh, Farmer Sealy into the reserves. As for the Raiders, uh, as we said, Simmonson's out, um, which puts Rapana on the wing, takes starting spot, and uh, Old Phil holds his centre spot, uh, brings Curtis Scott back onto the bench. And what the fuck you'd want him there for? I don't know what the fuck Ricky's doing, <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> So, Sevilla Havili starts in place of Josh Hodgson, um, and Tom Starling comes onto the bench and probably spell Havili for 20 to 25. I can't see him getting any more minutes than that. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of Tom Starling, but the fifth and last boy said he's a pretty decent player. So, I guess we'll see. Um, and as I said, yeah, Curtis Scott's been named in the 17, but that's about it. Uh, captaincy's vice captaincy's for this game. On the, on the Thursday night, you're basically going to run vice captains, but if you need to run your captains, you're probably looking at Teddy, uh, TKO, BMOZ, and Papali. Be the only ones I'd be confident throwing a C on. Um, vice captaincies uh, for the Raiders, White and, and Williams, probably my only two. Maybe Chance in a pinch, but probably not against the Roosters. Um, and Flano, Kiri, Crichton, Moz, and Nikavalu. I'd, I'd happily throw VCs on all of those boys. Um, as for pickups this week, Ikevalu is a pickup. And moving forward, if you pick them up this week, you can probably play them. Rapana and Havili's probably a wait and see how many minutes he gets. Yeah, good one, mate. Lukey, Storm and Titans. Yep, uh, this is a 6 o'clock Friday game. Um, look, Storm should do an absolute number on the Titans, um, the way they're playing footy. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd probably load up on Storm players here from a captaincy, vice-captaincy perspective. Um, big big ins, uh, big in for the Storm is um, Cam Munster. Um, he's back um, from his knee injury, so he's uh, obviously a miracle healer and has managed to um, pull through that one, the MCM uh, the, back in first grade. Um, fortunately, they lose uh, Jesse Bromwich to the same injury, so he's probably gone for three to four weeks if he can uh, heal as well as Munster did. Um, the Titans, there's a uh, <laughs> there's a gluttony of changes for the Titans. Um, it's uh, Even though they've, they, they won the game, they've um, still rung in the changes. Um, their new centre pairing, I think um, 
Bryce Cartwright's got some sort of uh, knee-on-knee issue that he's been dealing with, so he's found his way out of the side. The new centre pairing of Sammy and Kelly actually looks pretty threatening to me. I yeah, like I agree. The prospect of yeah, Sammy. I like it. Not against Melbourne, but I like it against some weaker teams. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, this is you'd play the long game with these guys if they put in a half decent performance. Um, you know, Melbourne might just you know mail it in and and just do enough for the win. And and if the Titans do put in a decent performance, they might hold their spot. So Tremaine Spry holds his spot. Um, Corey Thompson at fullback. Um, good one is that uh, Bo Firma has moved into the back row. Um, so he's someone definitely to look at this week. Captaincy, vice-captaincy options. Um, captaincy, I'd only be looking at um, Cameron Smith now that he's gone back to hooker full-time. Um, I think he's the only one that you'd uh, throw the captaincy on um, this early. Uh, you can Munster if you really straps, but I'd probably be looking at a vice-captaincy for Munster. He might just be easing his way back into the uh, the affair. So um, vice-captaincy is definitely um, Cam Munster, uh, Mofo, uh, Mofo to Waker or Lil Puppy. In this one, pickups. Um, there's quite a few in this game. I think um, a few one-week plays. I think Brenko, if he hasn't been picked up, I'd be picking him up. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Tino, even though he's um, he, he's not on that edge, he looks like the only other prop. I don't know about this Chris Lewis fella. He did he make his debut last week? Is that that uh, fella who's got the shit haircut? Yes, I think so. That's yeah. Him. So, uh, but I think Tino gets big minutes in the middle because um, he, he looks like the only other prop as well as um, Nelson. Um, so Tino played 80 minutes last week, I believe, on the edge. So he's probably good for a good stint in the middle. So I think he's a good pickup. Branko Lee, Brian Kelly, Phil Sammy, and Bo Firma. Yeah, nice one. And I think uh, Felice has still got in a little bit of doubt too. He's, he's not 100% confirmed. They're saying there's still a bit of swelling on his knee today. So uh, if that's the case, then Tino probably goes straight onto that edge, which makes him a good good pickup there. So I, I'm just questioning why they're even playing Munster. Like he's, he's coming back early and against the Titans. Like why would you even risk it? They were doing nothing wrong with Jax there. It's, yeah, a bit weird. I mean, if it was against a harder opposition, maybe, but not against the Titans. Come on, please. Anyway, uh, thanks, Luki. Uh, the Tigers and the Broncos, uh, 7.55 on Friday night. Uh, so the Broncos uh, today, as you would have seen on socials, there's a few players that are under injury clouds here. Uh, Xavier Coates, Herbie Farnworth and Tessie Newey are all under injury clouds. Apparently Farnworth's the only one that's 100% confirmed as being out, but they haven't named that as yet. Uh, so there could be a fair few changes coming into that, to that back line. If that's the case, uh, but they line up as Newey, Isaac O'Farmworth, Boyd, Coates, Milford, and Croft. So as per was last week, and the front row is the same. Corey Oates retains his spot on the edge. Now Ben Teo comes on to the other edge for Alex Glenn. I really like the look of that. I've been waiting for him to play some big minutes. So he's an absolute pickup this week. I think Ben Teo. Uh, I'm not sure if he's dual or not, or if he's just back row. But nevertheless, 80 minutes on that edge, I think, works for him. Jamil Hopawadi is on on the uh, the bench, uh, but I think he probably rests maybe a Carrigan or something like that. We'll see what ha- that rotation is there. But pick up Ben Teo because Alex Glenn's out for about six weeks, I think. So. Uh, that'd be a good pick up there. Uh, for the Tigers, Chris Lawrence moves into the centres. Do not touch. Um, and then a new halves pairing of Benji Marshall and Billy Walters. So 
Benji Marshall definitely a pick up here. I'm not sure if he retains the goal kicking over Adam Dewey. That's to be seen. But I think with how active he is and how creative he is in that side, I think you've got to got to make a play Benji, for Marshall. Benji Marshall has several force dropouts in him a game, so he's he's definitely a play. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And look, they they were lacking some attack, so he's probably going to get uh, a bit of a license from Madge to to um, to go nuts there. Uh, Russell Packer comes into the starting lineup. I yeah, do not touch there again. I, I don't understand. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. I don't understand the Luke Brooks thing. I, I really don't understand the dropping of the Luke Brooks thing. He didn't have a great game. I get that, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know why you'd you'd. Uh, You'd ax him. He's your gun half. He's your number one half. Take him aside. Give him a kick up the ass. But you know, I don't understand. I've it just either. lost. I've just lost my halves pairing. <laughs> my starting halves pairing of Drinkwater and Brooks are both done. So that's that's good stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I've got I've got Townsend. Um, <laughs> Quality. Come, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent certain that Brooks doesn't go into the lineup late for Walters. Uh, I just, well, unless Madge is going to teach Brooks a lesson because he's dropped him because he had nine missed tackles, right? So, oh, we're going to teach you to defend better by putting you in the middle for 20 minutes to try and toughen you up. Now, Brooks's defense in the last two years has improved out of sight. He used to be a turnstile, but he is he he's a reliable half now. He's had a he's had a shit game, but. Don't underestimate the role that his centre and his second rower had on that edge around him last week. They were shooting up out of the line. There was they weren't sliding, they weren't tying in. It was disgusting. Now one of the yeah, he missed Reynolds twice when Reynolds skinned him. Okay, so that was pretty poor, but you know, no one's perfect. One of the missed tackles was him covering James Roberts. Like, that wasn't his man. But whoever the center was there just shot in, got smoked on the outside. Like, Embi. Yeah, Embi. Oh, and Embi had a shocker. Yeah, shocker. And he was racing in all night. Still captain. (laughs) Why is Embi captain? Oh, unbelievable. I don't get it. Why is Embi a thing? (laughs) Why is he an NRL thing? But uh, yeah, look, so uh, you're still looking at vice captains uh, in this one. I'd be loading up on Noffa. For sure, Harry Grant. I don't think look, don't look too much into the the um, the rest that he had last week. I think that he probably still plays big minutes this week. Uh, maybe Matt Eisenhuth. Uh, he's been pop, popping up some good numbers of late for the Broncos. Obviously, Pangai and Haas are definitely uh, VC or captaincy options in this one too. I don't so. hate it. Don't hate a VC or captaincy on Aloye. He's been scoring some tries and knocking out some big numbers too. Yeah, true. Yep, wouldn't argue with that. Lukey, uh, no, sorry, Benny. Uh, dragons and dogs, mate. Uh, yeah, I, get, I got the dogs, Lukey. Lukey, you I, fucking I got yeah, the dogs. <laughs> and the dragons. How oh, oh. fucking good. Um, <laughs> Farewell, you pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, 3 p.m. Saturday at Wynn Stadium. Um, look, the dragons are coming off a pretty good win against Manly. Uh, they jumped them there and... I don't know. I reckon the dogs will put up a bit more of a fight than Manly did last week, but um, I still don't think it's going to be enough. Hunt is looking better at nine than he ever did at seven for the Dragons. Um, a bit of creativity out of half is what they needed, and it's killing, super catch wise it's killing McKenna's owners because he's only getting sort of 55 points now rather than his 80. So, mm. um, look, it seems Mary's kind of got him heading in the direction he wants. He's made a shitload of changes over the last six six weeks. And it seems like 
there's their sort of moving in the direction that he's been aiming for. It'll be good to see him keep going. They've needed, they've got the, they've got the roster to do it, but they just haven't turned up recently. And Corey Norman looks like he might start to play some footy, actual footy, soon rather than worrying about a clothing brand. Um, look, as we spoke about before, Lomax seems to be in his best position at centre, um, and it's, it's sort of coinciding with that form from Dufty. Um, I think Dufty's speed just worries defenders. Just his, the the way he moves, and, and they kind of tend to hold off hold off Lomax a bit, worrying about Dufty, and it gives him a bit of space. And as you said, Lomax has put on some size, so that that half a chance that he probably maybe last year he wouldn't have converted. He, he's sort of taken it with both hands now. Um, the big thing about this game though is for the Dogs, uh, Dean Pay is gone. He's left. So, uh, be interesting to see. Oh, I don't think he, I don't think he deserved to go. I think there's more deserving coaches in the NRL that need to go than Dean Bay. He's doing the yeah. best with the roster that he's got, but it's something had to change, and it, it was him. So, look, um, George Ellis is the interim interim coach, and he's made some changes um, on that. So, for the Dogs, Nick Meaney's gone back to fullback, which he switched with Dallin in the game last week. And he always should have been the fullback instead of Dallin because, as we've spoken about before, he isn't a fullback. He's a winger. He's got a good carry, but he offers nothing else. Um, so he's gone back to the wing. Um, Lachlan Lewis has come back into the, the seven jersey for Brandon Wakeham, who's been pushed out to the reserves. Um, and Jeremy Marshall King takes his starting spot back in the in the number nine jersey. Uh, and Katoa's in the 14 jersey to spell him. So that pretty much... Uh, makes Jeremy Marshall King completely invalid in Supercoach. He used to be valid. He had um, sort of 50 average, but I saw this coming when he got spelled to the centers the other week and he scored a 29. And I thought, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, could, I couldn't see him scoring big. So any JMK owners, unfortunately, I think that's it for him. He's a 30 average from now on. Um, Dean Britt's been named in the reserves for the Dogs, and so is Jake Avarillo. So look at either of those to come in late too. Avarillo was caught up in a COVID-19 scare, so that's where he disappeared to for two weeks. So just just looking at this team, and, you know, the Dogs are rightly the worst team in the competition at the moment, I think. Uh, oh, no, sorry, the Cowboys are, but the Dogs are there. But geez, they're missing some names. So Chuck Hopper into that lineup. Chuck Remus Smith into that lineup. Chuck... Uh, Ockenball into that lineup. Chuck Harawira Naira into that lineup. Chuck, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Stimson on the bench. Yep. Like he's obviously pretty good depth there. Chris Smith is a good forward. He's, he's named in the reserves here as well. Chuck Dean Britt back into that side um, when he's playing good footy. Like they've they've, they've got, got a, a decent team, team, man. They do. They do. They're, obviously their halves are a little bit weak, uh, but I think you know with with that kind of forward pack and that muscle around, like. They would be taking a team, so they're they're suffering some injury setbacks as well here. That's affecting their form for sure. I just feel like they're one elite centre off being a decent backline. They just need that one go-to player in the backline, and they don't have it. Your wish has been granted. Enter Tim Lafai. <laughs> Fuck well, yeah. yeah! I mean, he's look like, and he'll be back this year. I think. I think he's going back. Are this they year. only giving him? Are they only giving him a one-year contract? So he's playing for a contract the next year. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's when he'll fucking light it up. <laughs> Fuck it! Give him a, give him a one-week contract. Yeah, <laughs> just, just continuously one-week one contracts. <laughs> um, uh, just on the. Uh, oh, sorry, man. Keep you're going. Right. You know, you go here. 
I was just going to say, just on the Dean Pay thing, though, like I do, it's been all over Twitter um, about, you know, how poor he is. But I, I look at it from the other perspective and I go, what did he deserve better? Like when he came into first grade, like when you get your first crack at a coaching first grade, like you look at Nathan Brown. He, he copped a shit of a squad, really, like in terms of salary cap, in terms of talent. Um, you know, his veterans were past it. His rookies were underdone. You know, like you you make of what you do with your opportunity. And you look at Nathan Brown, he, he's going to be a coach somewhere uh, again because of what he did at Newcastle. I know it didn't end well, but I, I just look at Dean Payne and I go, he's probably had two years of getting 250000 doing a head coaching role that a lot of other coaches would want I, I think he, he's got to have some responsibility I know that he got handed you know some shit salary cap but they, they've gone backwards you know they don't look like they've actually progressed underneath his he's had the same squad but they haven't progressed underneath his with his tutelage so I think at some point he's got to go well you know if I had have developed this squad and they overachieved maybe I wouldn't be sacked now yeah and the other the other thing too is I think the, what's got to be taken into account is the Bulldogs had a plan. They didn't want him past this year. They had a plan. They had a gap. They put him in as basically a caretaker. They knew they were going to move him on. He hasn't exceeded their expectations. So they're stuck to their plan and they're moving him on. I, I don't know what the surprise is. Who's Who are they? they I know Barrett's the talk, but really? Barrett? He ruined Sea Eagles. Yeah, he's a. Looks like he's a done deal, and that's that. I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I, I'm. I, I actually think he's a hundred percent responsible for how well we're playing in attack this year versus last year. I know we're not flawless, but I, I think. And and I did say this at the start of the year. I thought he'd turn us around, and he has. So I'm a bit disappointed that he's going. But how they, how you wouldn't look at Anthony Griffin? Like I, I yeah, just, I know. yeah, I, I think he's the bloke. I, I just think he's the one that you know he comes in. He's got a real hard edge to him. He sticks to his beliefs and his ethics. He he won't be dictated to. Like at the midst of that Penrith drama, he just stuck to his guns and did what he had to do. He 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 got us into the finals on the back of some. Um, turmoil and him being sacked and everything he just stuck to his his way of doing things and I think that's what the Bulldogs need now they don't need a bloke who's going to second guess and be worried about you know what they're doing and and I think they've made an error by not going Anthony Griffin no but they want someone who they can manipulate yeah they, they, they don't want a hard the head board, because it's all the board man yeah, yeah they, they had that with Desi and Desi fucked their salary cap he, he fucked a lot of things. Um, they don't want that again. They want someone who kind of walks to their beat, I reckon. So, <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned that Pereira is suspended again for a couple of matches, so that brings in Jason Saab, and that's it. Um, and uh, so, captaincy, vice captaincies. Look, VCs probably. I wouldn't be confident captaining anyone in this game because uh, you just don't know what's going to happen here. Um, so, captaincy, vice captaincy. Uh, VCs on. Dufty, Lomax, McInnes, and Hunt, really. That's about it. Um, and, and pickups wise, Meany at the back, at fullback, and um, he's probably going to keep kicking. I can't see anyone else taking it off him, not Holland. Um, and probably Thompson as well. If, if he didn't get picked up, Thompson's probably a pickup. Like I said, I think, think he starts to knock out 50s in base every week. And even with Britt back. I think there's some other blokes there that are, give, are going to give up minutes to Britt rather than Thompson. I think he looked too good the other day uh, for his first game back. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, England is national with 130 games. Yeah, man. That's everything that the Bulldogs can 100%. use right now. Um, also, just you noted uh, Ockenbore and, and Harawira and Ira before were out. They've yeah. actually had their uh, deregistrations yep. taken back, and now they've just fines and suspensions. So within a couple of weeks, both of them will be able to play again. So keep an eye on that. Both probably yep. going to start. Well, the news okay. is that they, they don't want to go back to the dogs. They yeah, don't okay. want to go back to the dogs. Now, apparently, Canberra are looking pretty hard at Harawira and Naira. I don't know about Ockenball, but I know Canberra are looking at Harawira and Naira because they've got, apparently, they've got uh, about 300 grand up their sleeve because John Bateman's injury. Yeah, they got that in an international. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've got a bit of coin. I would say that is a that would be a massive pickup for the Raiders, oh, and yeah. obviously, super coach wise, would be would be pretty. Harrower and Ira is a top flight back rower, depending on what system he's playing in. If he's getting yeah. eighty minutes, he is an elite back rower in super coach. Yeah, hang, hang, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I don't think it matters what system he plays in. He was playing yeah. in the Bulldogs. He was going right. <laughs> yeah. but he was getting he was getting some limited minutes there for a while. He yeah. was only sort of knocking out forties. Yep. Uh, so you uh, you all good, Benny? Yeah, Do all done, mate. I've, I've spoken to the yep. two gun sides in the comp. We're done. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff, Lukey. Take us through the bunnies and the knights. Yep, bunnies and knights. Um, yeah, so the knights have had a couple changes. Uh, this one here, obviously, they've had a a, a couple of injuries that have um, forced their hand. So, Saifidi Daniel um, has come to a PCL injury. So, he's going to be out for um, two to three, I think it is, and his brother comes in to replace him in the starting side. Um, And uh, there's a couple of other notable inclusions on the Knights bench, and that is Mitchell Barnett, which I'm sure Knights fans will be very happy to see him come in. Pretty much on schedule, really. They were saying July, so he's he's back in. So you've got to think that he's pretty good to go. And Connor Watson makes his return um, to the side, so it'll be interesting to see um, what sort of uh, role he plays. And given that there's only really one prop on the bench, you're probably thinking that um, potentially uh, Watson goes back into that roaming 13 role. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be uh, a wait and see on that one there. As far as the uh, the bunnies go, obviously Latrell's out. AJ goes to fullback. Uh, they've got a, a debutante Jackson Paulo. He's a, a Kibra Park prospect, I think, or he's he's from uh, the Goldie, um, which. Uh, uh, also, uh, Corey Allen comes onto the other wing. Um, Campbell Graham succumbed to that um, right right boot of Josh Reynolds, and uh, he's got a, he's got a facial fracture out of that. So best uh, best kick he put in all night. Josh Reynolds, yeah. Well, um, yeah. So so Campbell Graham's out. I'm not sure how how long that's for. Um, so uh, Gagai goes into the centres there. Um, but the uh, the pack remains unchanged there. Uh, captaincy, vice captaincy. Um, I'd probably be looking at this stage to Captain Clemmer. Um, you could probably throw a captaincy on Cook, um, Cameron Murray. Um, as far as vice captaincies go, um, I'd probably be looking at. You could go the, all of those guys: so Clemmer, Cook, Murray, Walker, Ponga for. Um, bounce back uh, McCulloch um, maybe he's a, he's a wait and see because obviously yeah the, the Watson piece Watson, worries me as, yeah. a McCulloch, as a McCulloch owner I'm a little bit concerned about what, yeah. what happens here but to me uh, the, at the start of the year 
AOB came out and basically said, no, we're not going to play Connor at nine. He's He's got a role that we that we built for him. So hopefully uh, for Andrew McCulloch owners, that means no dip in minutes at uh, at hooker. He hasn't needed it for the last, you know, four or five weeks. So, yeah. I guess he, so the only he, thing... He's going to lose minutes. He's going to take oh, that role in that role. roaming 13 spot. Yeah. I think SES goes up front. To be honest, he's been playing big minutes. I, yeah. I, I, I think he's one of the pickups of the week this week. So, what about when DSAF comes back? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So DSAF's a few weeks away, but I, I, so this week I think SES. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Good. But yeah, no, no. I think you're right. SES he will lose minutes, but he might even go into that prop rotation. Uh, you've got Glasby to come back too, so that makes it a bit tricky. But I guess Delane, uh, the issue is, is that you guys have sort of struggled to score points of late, um, mm, especially. Yeah. So Connor Watson might just at nine and roaming thirteen might just give you that little bit of a spark that. That you know, and and let's be honest, he might open up Ponga because McCulloch doesn't challenge the line. He's very much just off the deck, and you know, every now and again, he sort of engages the markers. But what Connor Watson did for the Knights at the back end of last season, when he was just challenging the defensive lines, um, I know that you know you guys didn't finish off the season great, but his ability to do that and bend defensive lines, I think, is a big asset. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if AOB modifies that role of his so that he can play some nine. Knights Dusty would love to see that happen. Supercoach Dusty would not love to see that happen. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really torn. <laughs> Supercoach Lukey would love to see that happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, um, go on, mate. Yeah, so just pickups out of this game. Um, obviously, Barnett and Watson. Um, Jacob Saifidi for a couple of week plays. He knocked out a 50 last week in the increased minutes. So he looks like a um, 2019 Dan Saifidi. Um SASA, I think, is a must. If he's still on your waivers, he shouldn't be. But if he is, you've definitely got to grab him. I think he's the going to be the uh, the second man in this forward pack. Uh, Junior Totola for you know, if you're looking for a second prop in deeper leagues, and um, you could do worse than Alex Johnson. Um, you know, he's probably going to knock out a fifty or so. I think uh, fullback. So yeah. Yep. Nice one. Nice one. All right, so I'll take us through the Seagulls and the Eels. 7.35 on uh, Saturday night at Lotto Land. Uh, look, I wouldn't be surprised given what happened uh, not so long ago that the uh, Eagles put up a pretty good fight here. One, a bit of a revenge game. Two, they were horrible last week. I think that uh, they, they weren't great at all. And three, Cade Cust is, comes into the lineup this week. And I think that'll uh, that'll help out Cherry Evans a little bit here. So Brendan Elliott back to fullback uh, as per last week. Garrett goes back to the wing. Still very light up front though. Uh, Manly with Paseka and Levi still in their uh, positions. Corey Waddell comes onto the bench uh, now. Obviously, uh, Lukey, can Waddell play up front or is he basically just a back row and middle forward? Oh, he'll play. He'll play through the middle, but they've. Um, yeah, he'll play through the middle. I think, or maybe Jake will move up front and yeah. Waddell. But he, he he's like a poor man's Trebovich, uh, Jake Trebovich, really. Waddell. Um, he, he's a good footy player, and I think he'll he'll hold the middle down nicely for him. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, with the Eels, as per programmed in their back line from last week, uh, and up front as well. So they're going from strength to strength at the moment. The Eels. I wouldn't rule out a um, an ambush from the Eagles. 
on on, uh, on Saturday night. I think at Lotto Land, they've got a bit to play for there. Uh, Cherry Evans won't want to be shown up by two rookie halves. I think that they might get the job done here. So you're probably looking at captains at this stage. Obviously, uh, Gutho's not a bad shout here. Uh, probably looking at maybe like a Paulo and a Madison and a Nathan Brown for for the uh, for the Eels, for the Sea Eagles. Uh, maybe a Cherry Evans, uh, maybe a Marty Tapao and a Jake Travojevic there. Pickups, uh, yeah, don't really know. If Jay Field's still on your waiver, uh, definitely worth having a bit of a punt for him if you're looking for a half in this game. But I'd definitely be looking at Cade Custer as a bit of a pickup. Uh, not too sure on Manly's run coming up, but I'm sure they'd have some easier games uh, ahead, and I think that he could uh, definitely be a play for them. So, uh, Benny, Warriors and Sharks? Yeah, look, mate, this this game's going to go... This is a 2pm uh, first game Sunday at Central Coast, so they've done away with the Sunday night games now. So Sunday night games are done. We've got two Sunday Arvo games, 2pm and 4pm. Thanks fuck for that yeah, too. I like, like those Sunday night games. I don't like them. Um, yeah, this game will go one or two ways. It's either going to be a shit show and a close game. Like, it's going to be 10-4 to Cronulla or the Warriors and it's just going to be fucking appalling to watch. Or Cronulla are going to look like world beaters again and people are going to be like, oh, they're, they're going well. And they're going to flog the Warriors who are just in a shambles at the moment. So, look, the Sharks need to bounce back here. They've got the roster to do it. They should, they should destroy the Warriors in this game, but I can't really see it happen. I reckon it's going to be a tight contest. Um, as we spoke about you guys uh, with you guys earlier, the four, four Warriors players are headed home after this game. Um, Mamalo, Fusatua, Parsi and King Buniyawa. So I think that's going to play a factor in, in some focus, not just on with those four players, but across the team as a general, because there's going to be blokes in the team going, oh, fuck, they're going home. I kind of want to go home. Like, I just think there's going to be a vibe around the team that's not great um, and yeah I, I, it's going to affect them I, I could see Cronulla getting up here pretty easily to be honest but if, if they don't it's going to be a close contest and it's going to be ugly to watch um, on that Cronulla need to combine all their hamstrings together <laughs> just, 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 can you all share hamstrings? Flano goes, mate. Mate, they all start having soft tissue Look injuries. At the fucking hamstring. The supplements program. The supplements program's done. <laughs> this, you watch. Zach Lomax is going to have hamstrings of steel by the end of this season. Um, <laughs> look, um, <laughs> that's rung in some changes for Cronulla. Andrew Fafita's out uh, with a hamstring complaint with Moylan and every other prick in the side on the bench for hamstring injuries. Um, that brings Hamlin uh, Ueli onto the starting line in the 8 jersey rather than starting in the 15 jersey. I don't. I never got what Johnny Morris was doing there, the rookie coach. Um, so that, uh, that brings Sorensen onto the bench to take that spot. Um, now, Jack Williams has been dropped to the reserves uh, and I think deservedly. He's been playing pretty poorly the last few weeks. And it's given Toby Rudolph a start at the lock, which I think is pretty big for him. Uh, he's a good player, and he's probably going to be a sneaky pickup for anyone who needs him. I reckon he's going to get sort of 50-plus minutes there at the lock roll. Um, for him, Connor Tracy comes onto the bench now. I don't know why. We don't need another half. We've got, enough, we got enough halves out there that. doing fuck all. We don't so, need another one. 
Blake Braley's had the three best weeks of his professional yeah, man. career, and they and they reward him by putting Connor Tracy on the bench. Blake Braley has been a pass off the deck bloke for the last season, for like last year when he was he was spelling Jaden, and then the start of this year up until about three games ago, like you said, he was just pass off the deck, and that was it. And then it seems like Johnny Morris has gone, well, we probably need some more attack out of you. As we spoke about the other week, he's gained some confidence, man, and he's taken the line on. And he's mm. he's playing really well. And I don't know why you'd go, oh, let's spell you for 20 a game. Why? If you're worried, if, if, if you're really worried about that utility and maybe him getting injured, carry Magulius. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's he's a and, and he's a spark. Magulis is a spark. He can create some attack for you. You know, yeah, he might have an error or two, but sometimes you got to take risks to actually be able to generate football. You can't just go, oh, let's all go conservative and hope that it hope for the best. Like, I, I don't understand how Magulis can't get a start in your side. Yeah, look, I, I don't rate Connor Tracy. Like, we've seen him play this season, and he wasn't great. Yeah, he's got a bit of toe, but he offers very little else. Um, uh, another change, Mulatalo takes Nana McDonald's spot, and I called it in, our game, in the game last week that he won't play NRL again. That was a terrible game. He played awful. Yeah, he got an intercept and he ran the length, but the rest of the game was just woeful from him. Couldn't defend. Was up and in too quick, shooting up. It was just shit. Um, so mm. hopefully Mulatalo tightens that up a little bit uh, this week. Um, as for the Warriors... Nikarima comes back into the side. Um, Chanel Harris-Tavita back to the reserves. And Alicia Katoa returns into the starting side, pushes Carl Lawton to 13, and uh, Jack Murchie out into the reserves. So uh, Nikarima is a pickup if anyone's uh, if anyone's dropped him being out, which likely. So, uh, he's definitely someone to take. Captaincies, vice-captaincies being a Sunday afternoon game. We're just looking at captains. So we've got RTS, uh, Sean Johnson, Maybe Mamalo, like I said, I feel like the thing going home straight after the game is gonna is gonna lose focus, but he could still rack up a decent score. Um, Tohu Harris, obviously, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I maybe throw one on uh, Jesse Ramian, Nakora, and Katoa as well. Um, if, if you chasing, if you yeah. if you're chasing points at the end of the end of the weekend. Those three are probably going to see some point, uh, some points off uh, Johnson, I think. Um, pickups this week, um, Mulatalo, uh, and not just for this week. I think he's, as long as he stays injury-free, he's a pretty decent winger. Um, he's pretty good in the air, and he, he's going to knock you out a decent base as well. Uh, Nick Arima, if he's been dropped. Now, my pickup for this game definitely is Toby Rudolph in that 13 spot. He's pretty good. Uh, like I said, I think he's going to get about 50 minutes, but it's going to be like, you see what he gets this week, but if you miss him this week and he gets 50 minutes, you're not going to get him next, next week. Someone else is going to get him. So, and uh, Sione Katoa too, if he's been dropped as well. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Luke, he finishes off with the uh, with the uh, Panthers and the Cowboys, mate. Yeah, well, um, this game generally worries me. We don't normally perform that well against the Cowboys. Oh, so- shut up. This is what I got against oh, uh, Canola last no, week, eh? <laughs> I said it normally worries me, which means I'm about to go. But looking at the Cowboys side, if we lose to this Cowboys side, I, I, I couldn't explain it. I couldn't explain how the Penrith side that played on Sunday could lose to this Cowboys side. So they've had, uh, you know, a litany of changes. Mitchell Dunn comes into the six jersey, into the six jersey, which I, I've got no idea why you would do that. Um, uh, yeah, um, there's some names on that, on in that team, and I just 
So uh, I, I don't even really want to... Um, Dejan Arzi, I don't even know who he is. Tom Gilbert, I mean... You, you can look at Jordan McLean and John Asiata are in the reserves, so potentially, fingers crossed, they might actually come in to the side if they're good to go because if they are good to go, they should be in that side somewhere because um, it, it, it's really struggling. Uh, for Penrith, um, they're pretty much unchanged from the side that um, beat uh, the Cronulla Sharks last weekend um, with the exception of um, Charlie Staines he obviously is suspended due to the COVID scare and Dean Farre looks like he's back. If Dean Farre is ruled out, um, Malachi Watini's at least now he'll come in on the wing for Brent Naden. So, um, captaincy options, um, obviously Lolo um, is Captaincy the options, Panthers 1-17. to 100. <laughs> I'll throw in Ivan Cleary too if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, but you, you'd go Lolo or Robson um, if you're chasing points. See, Penrith is still pretty ordinary defensively at times in games. Like we, we have the ability to be a really good defensive team. If you look at the um, Parramatta loss, the um, Rabbits win, and the Storm win, you know we played quite good defense, um, but we do have lapses. Um, so Robson could get a sneaky try um, but otherwise I'd go Cleary, Yo, JFH, Edwards and Appy um, for captaincy options in this game um, pickups, uh, Brent Naden uh, obviously even on the wing in this game I could see him doing some damage but uh, keep your eyes peeled, I'm just not sure where Dean Farre's at so um, yeah check him out but um, yeah other other than that, uh, keep an eye on Spencer Lino as well, he, he played 30 minutes and, and bunged out a 30 I think so um, you know, I, I think he could come in for some for some more minutes, and he might be a, um, a, a someone to look at in the future if you've got a stash. What on your bench? Uh, you don't like Mitchell Dunn at six? Promising, <laughs> real promising. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stinky! This stinks. All right. All right, so lads, before we move on to the swap meet, let's uh, jump into our top three priority pickups for the week. Benny, kick us off, mate. Yeah, mate. Um, number one, I got Cade Cust. I think he, he's going to do well there against uh, with with Cherry. So, and it, the halves and five eight stocks are pretty fucking low. So yeah, I, I, don't, I think he's a definite pickup unless you want to take Townsend, like you have. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Toby Rudolph and Matty Cavallo. Yep, yep, nice one. Lukey? Um, I've actually got Benji as a pickup for your halves this week. I think yeah. um, he's he's probably top of the pops of the halves. Um, I've got um, Danami Louie. I think that um, he's going to have to probably churn out some more performances like he did on the weekend. Um, Please don't say Ben Teo is your next one. Ben Teo is not my next one. Okay, all right. Okay, um, and I'll go Toby Rudolph as well. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Well, I've got Louis as well, I've got Marshall as well, and I've got Bentio as my pickups this week okay. to have a look at. You blokes, eh? Just sit down and do your <laughs> fucking team list together. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you get? Well, let me copy. 
I do, I do, uh, I do like Cust though as a pickup uh, in the halves. So certainly do. I, think I actually like fun. Tino as well, but keep an eye on Tino if he goes into that second row. Um, you could probably pick him up anyway, I think. But yeah, if he goes into that second row for Felice, he's a he's a definite. Um, just on our pickups too, just for the listeners out there, I just want to point out that um, we miss a lot on our hit our, our picks, like you might find. But we do that. It's a long game in draft, and and, and that's what you got to realise that you know we might say pick them up and they don't perform but if you're patient in draft you'll start to really get the benefits of, of players so they mightn't perform the week you pick them up but don't forget just be patient and um and ride it out and and you'll get a good matchup so yeah don't don't um feel bad if you pick a player up and he doesn't perform just try and see him out yeah it's not like he's going to lose value or anything if you don't pick him up it's not classic doesn't affect so, your salary cap boys <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> so yeah agree agree all right lads let's jump into the swap meet want to trade yeah why not i like mine better traded to the motherfucking swap meet lukey i'll let you take us through this is was there any trades this week in our comp that i missed out on um i haven't checked <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, Benny. You're the master of trades, mate. What uh, is anything? Let, let me have a, let me have a quick look, and I'll see what I can come up with here, lads. While Benny's talking, I'll I'll let you know about the trade for Reed Marnie that um that that happened. So I I was trying to obviously um, get a hooker. So the bloke who owns Robson also owns Reed Marnie. So um, I've thrown to him Alicia Katoa and Josh Hodson. This is pre-injury, obviously, for Reese Robson. Um, he didn't want that, so he. He then said, I'll take uh, Pat Carrigan off you for Reed Marnie. Um, and that was disgusting. So I shot that down. So I said, all right, Cordner and Hodgson for Robson. And he come back with Hodgson and Cordner for Marnie. Now, that's where I should have taken it. But at the time, pre-Hodgson injury and, and Marnie, you know, sort of knocking out 45s to 50s, I sort of thought, well, nah, I'll hold Cordner. Um and I can just keep playing Hodgson. So he, where he's at right now is he's now trying to get Tohu uh, Harris off me for Reed Money, and that's off the back of his ninety. So um, obviously that's a no go. <laughs> I'm not giving up yeah. Tohu Harris for uh, or Carrigan straight up for um, for Reed Money, even though he scored ninety one, and he probably will actually go up. Um, I'm not giving him a bloke that's uh, one of the better players in my team for a guy on his bench. All right, trades. Uh, Dusty's thrown it out to you to tell us about the trades. He forgot to mention the one that he made uh, last Thursday before the, before the Thursday oh, night game. Fuck, it was like two years ago, mate. Yeah, so <laughs> Dust, last Thursday, Dusty traded out uh, Mitchell Moses and Charles Nickel-Clockstad to bring in Cody Walker. So, I, I, yeah, Mo, who knows how long Moses is going to be out. It's uh, up in the air at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I was I've got uh, Dylan Edwards on my bench. Uh, he he wasn't the one I wanted to keep, uh, but unfortunately, uh, I, look, I had a two two offers to uh, to Azza in our comp to try and get Walker. I liked the look of Walker's run uh, coming up, and I just wasn't sure about Moses when he was going to come back. Like it was a two to three week injury, and now they've pushed it out to a four to five week injury. So I reckon I reckon you're better off with Edwards over Chance. Especially with Hodgson out now, oh, we, we, which is which is fair, but but Dylan Edwards is very injury prone too, mate. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. I, I do like the pickup of, of Cody Walker, though. We'll see we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. 
All right, lads, let's get into the buy, sells, and holds. All right, Lukey, I think, Benny, you're a bit, uh, bit thin yeah, on this bit, bit tonight. Skint on this week, mate. I haven't got a lot there. That's all right, Lukey. Hit me with your buy. Um, you're not going to get um, Callum Ponga any cheaper than what he's going for right now. So uh, I, I think that um, if what happens with Connor Watson, what we spoke about with Connor Watson um, comes to fruition, I think he sort of unlocks um, uh, Callum Ponga and the halves a little bit more. What you've got to understand for someone who maybe doesn't follow us footy as keenly as, as some of us do is that the ability of a hooker to be able to hold up not only the markers but the A and B defenders really gives the halves time and space to go to the line and manipulate the line. If you've got someone just passing off the deck, passing off the deck, passing off the deck, your halves are always put under pressure because the A and B defenders can push up really hard on them and it's inside pressure, so it really rushes them and they don't seem to make decisions that well or they their execution is – their time's cut down. So the ability to have a good hooker who can keep the, the ruck defenders honest and I think that he's going to open up Pierce and um, Ponga. So I, I think Ponga, go at the owner, look at the performance. When, when do you see him getting out of it? You don't and see if you can get him – pretty cheap Dylan Edwards maybe for Ponga yep. if you can geez that'd be a good one if anyone actually pulls that sort of shit off please let us know <laughs> for mine that that just you mentioned that for mine that brings Pierce into talks about a buy as well he's pretty low at the moment 44, 53, 33 but we know what he can do uh, I've got a buy as Ben Hunt like obviously he knocked out a fairly big score he knocked out a 90 on the weekend uh, but he's still fairly underrated and it's fairly highly publicised. Uh, but it might be a chance to go at him. I think he's going to thrive from now on in playing uh, those big minutes in the nine role. Um, he, was, he was still knocking out some pretty good scores before that, but I think, uh, you know, as our one of, one of the blokes in our comp, Bob's Battlers, has got him and I think he's he's playing him off the bench or something like that. So if you've got a bloke who's who got disheartened by the fact that he was at nine, he's put him on the bench and got himself another half, maybe go at, uh, go at him and try and pick up Ben Hunt for the next few weeks, that's for sure. Lukey, yourself? Um, Andrew McCulloch. I think it's fairly, might be fairly universal. Um, you won't find a better time to sell him. Connor Watson coming on, bit of doubt on the back of a couple of uh, 90s. Um, I think it's the, the, the perfect time to sell him um, for someone who's got a little bit more job security. Uh, it's going to get more minutes. So, yeah, I think um, now's the time to sell Andrew McCulloch. Yep, so I've got to sell as Knights backs, basically Knights backs at the moment. So everything you just said before about hookers being able to unlock their halves and stuff is not what's happening at the Knights at the moment. And as a, uh, uh, as a byproduct of that, our halves are getting rushed. Our backs are getting shit house ball. Uh, we're falling in a bit of a hole in our, in, in our attack in our back line, unfortunately. So uh, it's not looking good for us at the moment. Being able to score points. Hopefully, Connor Watson is that that piece that unlocks us a bit. But Knights Knights backs aren't having a good time of it at the moment. So uh, good good time to potentially sell. Uh, you don't want Bradman Best to knock out another 30-odd because then it will definitely be uh, a, a slippery slope, slope for him. Luke, you got a hold? Yeah, I've got a hold on Gutho, and I know this might sound kind of odd because he has been really performing, um, but I just don't think there's any better options out there because you're not going to get Teddy. Um, so I actually think he's the second best 
uh, fullback out there. Um, I, I think um, it, it's easy to think, oh, look, he scored some big scores. I'm going to sell, but there's nowhere to move with Gutho. And, and that's the sign of a player. I think that's the sign of a player who is a keeper is when you go, there's nowhere to move from him. There's no better option. Um, obviously, Teddy's a better option, but he's unachievable. No one in their right mind is trading Gutho for Teddy. Did you see in one of the leagues on a Facebook post the other day, somebody was trading out Teddy? Was no. selling was selling Teddy in a trade. It was on one of the other podcasts' Facebook page, and was somebody a- was selling Teddy in a trade. Oof. It was a three for one, but it's still, man, wouldn't touch it. I guess the I, I guess the the only threat with Teddy is is that there's going to be games where players are rested towards the back end of the season. And I think that's what you've got to take into consideration. This season's unlike any other. There's no break for the rep rounds. It's straight through. The speed of the game has increased probably 30 to 40%, right? So players are going to find that whilst they've coped up to this point, there's been a lot of injuries. So players are going to start to get rested in teams where they've got depth like the Roosters, and they've going to dominate teams. So you would hate to be holding Teddy going into the finals, knowing that Trent Robinson is going to rest him. You know what I mean? So if you're scared, look, I I can understand, but I guess die, live and die by what's got you to the finals. Is what unless you know that that Trent Robinson's going to rest a player, or um, you know Cameron Smith's going to be rested from the storm, don't don't get scared, don't get spooked by a, a maybe, you know, just just ride it out. All good lads, that's a swap meet for the week. Uh, Lukey, you've got uh, a bit of a feature piece you want to run through quickly because we've uh, taken up a fair bit of time with the listeners uh, tonight. But but uh, what do you got for us, mate? Yeah, I just thought um, we'd go through each position and I've just got a couple of uh, of um, players in each position I'm going to throw at you boys and get your take on who you'd go. Uh, you haven't seen my list, so it's going to just be off the top of your head based upon what it is. And there's some, you know, there's some waiver wire stuff here and there's some, um, you know, second tier plays in their position. But I guess just for the listeners, just to see what our uh, perspective is on each um, of these players. So we'll start off with fullback and um it's assuming that you don't have a fullback and who would you take out of um, Dwayhe or Dufty? Oh, can we, is this just straight away fire an answer? Can't look at their draw? Just 100%. Percent, 100%. Okay. Yep. I'm going to do it. Dufty. Oh, I was going to go. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to go Dufty. Sticking with Dufty. I'll go Dufty. And what were you, Benny? Dewey. Okay. Center winger. Lomax or Stephen Crichton? Crichton. Yeah, yeah, Crichton. Panthers run. Panthers run and he kicks goals if Cleary's crook. 5-8. Bit of a pick-up round, but Benji or Luai? Luai. Oh, again, it's probably the goal. It hinges on the goal kicking. If Benji goal kicks, I'll probably take Benji. But if he's not, Luai's doing the job without goal kicking. I don't reckon he takes a goal kicking off, do he? You don't reckon? He's been striking a pretty nice man. Okay, so let's say he doesn't. I'll take Luai. Bit of uh, waiver wire halfback material here, but uh, Kieran Foran or Ash Taylor? Foran. Foran. Second row forwards, Dale Finucane, Cohen Hess. 
Fanukin for consistency. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Hess, Hess is reliant on the Cowboys' form a fair bit, although he did bust out a 70 on the weekend. Um, I think Fanukin's kind of match-up proof a little bit. So, Fanukin, yeah. Hooker, Reese Robson or Reed Mahoney? Reed Mahoney. Yeah, Reed. And lastly, front right forward, bit of sort of pickup action. Uh, Luke Thompson or Essie Thompson. Yes. Thompson, when, when we've got everyone back, which is um, not far away, I think SESC's minutes drop a bit. So, yeah. That's us. Good stuff. Good little section there. I didn't mind that. Maybe we could drop that in next week. Sounds good. So um, that kind of does it for, for this week, lads. A uh, bit of a longer episode, but that's that's all good. We had a bit of uh, fat to chew. Now, listen, next week, um, what we're going to probably try and do over the course of the weekend is uh, figure out our half-year report card, and uh, we'll, we'll do a bit of a feature piece on that in our in our uh, podcast next week. Uh, we're going to get together with the lads in our competition and just talk some some super coach for a few hours over some uh, some tins on the weekend. Should be good. So we'll we'll do a half-year report card, and so what we might do over the course of the weekend too is try and get your feedback on uh, definitely some positional stuff. So uh, the listeners out there, we might put some polls up on Twitter and get your ideas on who's been the best uh, the best in each position and see if we can uh, compare to yours and see how close we actually get. But a uh, bit of fun. We're, we're going into round 10, so we're, we're halfway through the uh, Supercoach season already. And after this round, we'll be halfway through the NRL season. So, lads, good to have you on again. Uh, that's it for the week. Uh, we'll see you on the Supercoach field and we'll catch you guys uh, next week. Yeah, good shit, boys. I hope you both lose this week. Fuck, that'll be good. Not we possible. can't both lose. I know. Yeah. That was the point behind my fucking statement. <laughs> you, you just... Mate, you just, I you would, just lost. I, you would, just lost. I would like you both to lose. In the, in the, <laughs> is it a draw? If you if you guys draw, is that a, lo- a loss to both of you? Not for me, it isn't, mate. Anything <laughs> other than a lose, loss is a win. <laughs> mate, given my two weeks, I'll take a draw. I'll take a draw too. Uh, yeah, you two settle draws. <laughs> Fucking soft. I'm in a deep, dark place, mate. All right, lads. Catch us. See you. See you, boys. <laughs>